0: Hello, I'm Paul Petrunia, and this is Archonnex Sessions, next up Exhibit Columbus. In this fourth episode of our six-part series of conversations with the curators of Exhibit Columbus and the recipients of the Jay Irwin and Xenia S. Miller Prize, we're speaking with Anne Louie and Craig Reschke of Future Firm. Future Firm is a Chicago-based architecture and design research office founded in 2015. Their work spans a wide array of scales framed by their tagline, We design on behalf of the secret lives of cities. In the case of their installation for Exhibit Columbus, Midnight Palace, the secret lives represent the nocturnal community in Columbus, Indiana. The sidewalk installation will bring together people that work in manufacturing, one of the most common jobs in the region, with restaurant workers, truckers on I-65, parents of newborns, dedicated stargazers, students, and residents with families overseas. All right. Welcome, Anne and Craig. Thanks for joining me today. And congrats on being named Miller Prize recipients. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. us. So as one of the recipients of the J. Irwin and Zinnia S. Miller Prize that is actually based out of the Midwest, can you talk about Exhibit Columbus and the current theme Middle Grounds and and, uh, what that means to you guys? Sure.
1: I think that for us, the term Middle Grounds was actually really fun to start start playing with is I think we think about our, the kind of place of our firm in the Midwest and how the specifically practicing in Chicago kind of changes the way that we, we think about the, the work that we do. So New Middles was, a exciting, was an exciting topic. It turned out actually that because of the, the work that we do with New Gallery that we actually decided to focus on the, the temporal instead of the geographical. And started to think about new middles as, as thinking about the midnight city rather than the, the kind of midday city that we're all, all still used to.
2: Yeah, Craig and I drove out to Columbus a few times during the pandemic because I think, like everybody, we were looking for things to do that, that weren't uh, indoors. Um, and we ended up wandering around the city at night. It was so beautiful and uh, a really kind of a different way to see a lot of the historic architecture there, as well as um, the kind of landscape of the city overall. And one thing that we learned about that was uh, really surprising to me and I didn't know is that Columbus, Indiana actually has the second highest per capita percentage of people working in manufacturing. So I think they're at something like 39% while the rest of the United States is at 9%. And so we actually started to think about the fact that in manufacturing and in all the kind of factories located in, in Columbus, including the kind of legacy or the, the factories of, of Cummins, but then all the other kind of die casting factories, that there was a whole cohort of people who were working second and third shift whose days began at night. Um, but who didn't necessarily have the um, like amenities or restaurants or kind of civic public spaces, things like that, uh, that folks who uh, work during the day have. So that was kind of where we started the project to think about, like Craig said, a middle as middle of the night um, rather than only middle of the middle of the country or middle of the watershed.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's such a fascinating concept that I Personally, I'm just in love with you know being able, kind of creating, designing an installation, not necessarily just for a physical location or or a community, but for kind of a, a time of day and a and a time of day that most people are completely unfamiliar with. I know that you you operate the night gallery in Chicago. Can you before we jump into this project, can you talk a little bit about about that gallery and and possibly how it. It helped inform the Midnight Palace.
1: Sure, the one. of I'll jump in here, if that's what I can. So when we moved to Chicago, we moved into a new an office space that has this giant kind of picture window facing out to the street, and we always imagined that we would use the the office as like part kind of gallery space and part office space. And as the office has grown, the ability to do to do anything like kind of. Gallery-like, are you unique in the space? Kind of got crowded out by furniture and computers. And we thought that um, it would be great to find a way to interact with the street. And the proportion of our front window just kind of works like a four by three video. So we hung a projector, put a screen in the window, um, and we've been experimenting with all different kinds of work over the past couple of years. So we started with what we called kind of like live architectural drawings. One season, we did full-length films. And um and now this season we're actually looking at um videos that respond to the new middles theme. But the really interesting thing, like the work itself has been has been very interesting and, and seeing people experiment with, with the format of video has been great. But one of the really interesting things I think for us is seeing how people interact with the video on the street because by kind of taking over our front window, night gallery becomes a gallery that everyone that goes down the sidewalk interacts with whether they were expecting to or not. So on opening nights we would have these kind of great parties out on the street that brought a whole kind of new new life to our to our street. But on the the kind of off days when when an opening wasn't happening, there were Kind of benches and chairs that we arranged on the sidewalk. And we'd find people from, for instance, like the real estate school that's next door to us, uh, when they're there for their night class, taking a break and hanging out on the seats and, and watching the films. So it was a way of kind of interacting with kind of public nightlife in a really new and, and different way. And I hope bringing ideas about architectural drawing or architecture in the city to, um, to, to really new and, and different audiences. And I hope that in Columbus we'll be able to do do something similar.
0: That's so interesting. So at night you create kind of this inverted space where you you move to the outdoors with you know the your window as kind of this uh, plane that separates your the daytime activity. Is that, is that outdoor space used in any way in the daytime or is it strictly just something that comes alive at night?
2: Yeah, it, it only comes alive. And I mean, it's the sidewalk. Um, uh-huh. so like people use it, you know, people, people, are walking by during the day, but, um, yeah, it has a certain, it has a certain character at night. We featured a, a work at night gallery two years ago that incorporated by, by the collective AC33 and they incorporated a kind of outward facing video camera that would then project back the traces of people who had walked by into new footage um, that was being kind of recorded live. So if you can imagine, if you walked by our window, you might see somebody walk by behind you in this, in the projection that had actually passed by earlier in that day or night. But, uh, and it was kind of strange and and ghostly and bizarre. One, one kind of, a funny outcome of it was that we actually got to see recordings of people who were going by through this kind of participatory artwork. And it was, it was so great. There was like early, early morning construction workers who were showing up and, and hanging out on the benches or people going home from the bar at night who were I don't know, uh, like making faces at the window or dancing or meeting up or they're just it seemed to us suddenly like it revealed a whole community of people who are awake and around at night. Um, and that was one of the things that kind of inspired us to think about in Columbus, that there is a community of of people who live in the Midnight City, whether they think of themselves that way yet or not. This project also maybe starts to kind of outline a group of people who share something in common, but don't necessarily have a, a place to to come together. We've been reading some really kind of hilarious and also interesting Reddit posts from people who work the night shift all over the country. And it's it's something that is really fascinating. I think in some ways, actually, being a nighttime citizen can be really challenging. People talk about losing touch with their with their friends and family or feeling alienated. But other people um, also speak about the kind of magic of nighttime and how there's like a serenity to it or a, a kind of a sense of of solitude that they really like and appreciate. So one thing we're also doing as part of this project is is doing a survey of Columbus residents to kind of understand who is awake at night and, and what their lives are like um, so that we can also document document this community and try to get some insight into a, a different way of occupying the city.
0: So uh, considering the work that you've done with this kind of night culture, I, was that just a happy coincidence that you discovered that there was such a an active community of people that, that live and work throughout the sleeping hours?
2: I think, Columbus, this project has been an excuse for us to, or not an excuse, but it has been an opportunity for us to kind of look into this topic with more depth. I think that it did stand out to us as something about Columbus that maybe hadn't been addressed yet by past versions of the exhibition. And it might be an opportunity to kind of connect with Columbus in a way that, that was unique. But I think that there's also another kind of aspect of the project that we're really excited about, which is that this kind of collaboration with electricians that we've formed in, in making the project. So in addition to being inspired by the ways people live in cities at night, we're also really interested in the atmospheric qualities of night. So the, the installation is designed in part to, to kind of evoke historic street lights and street lamp colors. So in addition to people, we're kind of interested in how to produce and reproduce the environments of nighttime, which are Hugely shaped by artificial light. So I think there's a kind of maybe social cultural aspect of the project and then also one that is about design and atmosphere and, and, and kind of urban scale design work.
0: So let's talk about the, the project and the site. It's, uh, it's located at the Cummins Sears building and that, that is a site that you were uh, given. By Exhibit Columbus, is that correct? Yep. Can you describe that that site and and how you worked with that site with your specific physical installation?
1: Yeah. So the the site is the, the kind of the backside of what used to be a building called the Commons, which was this really great, I think uh, Caesar Pelly building that was renovated, I think, in the early two thousands. Um, but the the backside of it was a Sears store. And it's kind of broad one-story box with a curtain wall or storefront system on the front of it with these kind of bronze panels in it, like something that you can imagine was was probably very trendy in uh in the 70s when it was built. And then it just has this kind of one slice into the building that creates this kind of porch on the front where the where the entrance is. And Columbus uses this as offices now. And there's a Dan Kiley design for the, the kind of landscape in front of it that was never executed. So now there's just kind of this this big swath of concrete. But so the, the installation is a series of bent conduit that kind of come out to form a canopy and then down to form the face of the, the installation. And they kind of tuck nicely into this kind of front porch on the building and I think gives some real kind of active life to the sidewalk. And it's interesting now, thinking about this as I'm talking to you about it. That night gallery was kind of um, born in the same way that the the city did this uh, reconstruction of the sidewalks on our street, making them much wider at the at the corners, so that you get these protected parking lanes. And as the construction was happening, we kept thinking to ourselves, like, oh, they're they're probably going to add like planters or a tree there or something. Like this certainly can't just be like a giant concrete sidewalk. And in the end, that's what it was. It's like probably 20 feet deep, 30, 40 feet wide of just like a big swath of concrete. And the landscape in front of our site in Columbus is actually uh, very similar. So I think it's it it becomes a, a really interesting space to activate.
0: Judging from the photos of the site that i've that I've looked at it, it seems like it's a much larger sidewalk space than than is even necessary as to function as a sidewalk. So it seems kind of uh, ideally suited for for this purpose.
1: yeah, that's and that's how we felt about night gallery, too. Like there's all of this space here. we should occupy it and and use it for something. So we hope it'll it'll get people to to pay attention to, to urban spaces that we might overlook otherwise.
2: Yeah, I think the installation is going to, part of the design intent is that it works at two kind of different scales. So on one hand, there's this long 100-foot wall of light um, with all these kind of different colored light bulbs facing out to the street. And there'll also be this large 11-foot wide screen that we're going to do a kind of drive-in style movie screening at during the opening. So folks can kind of park and sit in the Cummins parking lot across the street but there's also going to be a kind of interior quality to the installation. So on the kind of backside of the wall, there's a series of benches and then a series of smaller eight-foot screens with projectors that we're hoping that folks from the night owl community are going to kind of activate in different ways throughout the run of the, the, the exhibition to host whatever kind of events um, might be relevant or interesting to
0: them. So that part of the programming is open to the community? Yes.
2: Yeah, so right now we're partnered with Yes Cinema, who are literally just down the street street to do the kind of an opening event with a movie screening. And it's been super fun to work with them and, and they're going to do concessions and we're going to have popcorn and, and really be able to kind of enjoy the space at night. Um, there used to be a drive-in in Columbus that closed um, some decades ago. So we're hoping that this is a temporary replacement. And then, so we've talked to Justin about about also thinking about programming and activating the space later on. We're also, as Craig mentioned earlier, this year for Night Gallery, we're looking at the theme Night Owls. So we'll actually screen a series of short films or videos or animations from the open call throughout the run of the exhibition. But yes, we're absolutely right now trying to just get to... Getting this installation built and in place, but then afterwards hoping to reach out to folks about activating the kind of screens or using them to watch a cricket match or have a Skype call or do a movie night out with friends um, throughout the run of the run of the exhibition.
0: So one of the big differences between Midnight Palace, the night gallery, is that Midnight Palace actually has a physical component that remains in place during the day. Have you considered any daytime programming purposes.
2: Yeah we just I mean we just heard from comments that they are thinking about opening the building again and I'm not sure where that plan is. but one of the really beautiful qualities of the design that we're excited about is that it casts really kind of complex and strange and interesting shadows uh, in that kind of entry area. So we're hoping that that seating also is going to be useful for the folks who work in the building and that there might be a way for them to kind of use this space as a place to eat lunch or spend time when the building opens again. But I think in terms of programming, we are focused on the nighttime hours, thinking about this as a space dedicated to folks who live and work at night especially in contrast to kind of public parks or, or the public transit system or restaurants or grocery stores that do usually close
0: at dusk. So when will visitors first get a chance to experience Midnight Palace?
2: Yeah, August 19th is going to be the opening. We're on That's the Thursday before the public opening. We're going to do the kind of first screening of the Night Owls films and videos. And it's going to be a, a good excuse to have popcorn and a drink out of the installation.
1: Excellent. I and, feel a little bit like saying the the date out loud is like naming a file final.psd or something. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> we're probably jinxing it.
0: <laughs> but you can register for it already. I can see on the exhibit Columbus website.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it
0: looks like a really fascinating project. Uh, personally, I've always been totally uh fascinated by this kind of uh, alternative reality that that the uh you know the midnight to morning hours reveal so i'm really curious to see this develop it seems like there's a lot of opportunities for the programming and the use of this space to evolve over time as as that that night owl community begins to engage with it yeah Yeah, we're we're really excited to see it as like
1: not only opening weekend is of course going to be fun because there'll be lots of lots of people there and uh, and I think a lot of people out about downtown Columbus, but for me, it'll be really interesting to see how the, the community kind of uses it after that opening weekend and how the, the kind of people of Columbus use it in their everyday lives.
0: So will you be evolving the project throughout the, the duration of, of the Exhibit Columbus installation phase, which I, I believe runs until November of this year? Only through programming. There won't be any physical changes to it. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about the project. It's uh, it's very exciting.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Um, we're super excited about it. And I guess maybe this is also a shameless plug for folks listening to submit to the open call. For night owls, and then also let us know if they know any Columbus residents who are themselves night owls. We'd love to interview them and, and get in touch.
0: That, yeah, thank you for including that. How would people that want to get involved, what, what's the best way for them to do that?
2: They can go to the night.gallery as a way to submit or keep updated about all the kind of events that are going to be going on. We have a mailing list that's a good place to sign up. And then also just keeping track through the Exhibit Columbus mailing list and social media that. We'll be able to, we'll be kind of continuing
0: sharing project updates that way as well. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Future Firm. If you haven't yet, make sure to check out our previous episodes featuring the co curators, Dream the Combine, and Estudio Urbano. Stay tuned each week for new installments featuring more conversations with the Miller Prize recipients, including Olakan JFS and Sam Jacob Studio. To learn more about Exhibit Columbus and the upcoming 2021 exhibition, go to exhibitcolumbus.org. If you have any questions or feedback you'd like to share with us, you can leave us a comment on Archonnect or send an email to connect at Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with another episode.